Good morning. It's Belle. I wanted to talk to you guys today about some of the, anyways, some of the more meaningful uh, and emotional journeys. Or one of my, probably my, my most life-defining turning point in my life. And I wanted to go there because I find myself of avoiding getting really deep and emotional because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of, I suppose, being vulnerable or that if I did express deeper emotional things or journeys that maybe it wouldn't be received very well or it would be boring or, or seen as like overly sappy but I'm gonna leave that behind I'm gonna leave that mind state behind and just um assume that me being authentic and vulnerable is what's gonna resonate the most with other people so here I go yeah so this is this is my journey on um really changing my life the most mm, probably the most destructive to my previous lifestyle it was sort of just the end of one version of myself or one chapter one phase of my myself of my life and really awakening and stepping into an entirely new section and I didn't realize it at the time just quite how much I was going to be leaving behind and also how much I was going to be gaining. I had no way to know. I was just following my heart and my soul. What my, I felt like my, my soul was telling me how the universe was starting to direct me and pull me and thankfully I listened and I wasn't too afraid of leaving things behind or losing things. I, I really, I was at that phase where I felt like I needed to let go of a lot. And many things weren't serving me anymore. For instance, um, I was in school full time. And I had my scholarship and I was really uncertain about my path. And I ended up leaving that and dropping out. Which is something I never thought I would do. I never thought... I always took college and schooling so serious. And that was part of my upbringing as well. And uh, I just left it all behind. I, I, you know, I said this isn't working for me. And I let it go. So, uh, so some of these uh, memories are painful. But they're also really meaningful to me. And I see them as key moments with how I got to where I am today. So the question I got asked at this time when I was making this decision and taking this pivotal journey that really stuck with me and still resonates on like an emotional level um, is very painful and also I don't know, maybe I'm still trying to understand it. It just really stands out to me, but it was something that my 
my stepfather asked me when I told them that I was about to make this completely, this journey, this completely different turn in my life. Well, 180. (laughs) And it was his response. You know, he was really emotional. I don't think he understood my mind state or what I was thinking to, you know, leave school and sort of go off on maybe what seemed like a whim to pursue a different career path, which was music. And he asked me, he said, what do you think you're going to do? And that was like a, that was like a spear. (laughs) Just as like, what do you think you're going to do? Like, what are you doing? What do you think you're going to do here? Like, what, what are you capable of? That's what it felt like to me. It was just like, what do you think you're capable of? Like, what do you think is possible? And it was such like kind of a unexpected, and it feels really like kind of like a nasty comment now that I, I reflect on it. Like, it's, it's really mean. <laughs> but at the same time, from his way of thinking, like, that was super, that was totally logical. Like, it didn't make any sense. Like, what do you think you're doing? Like, you're going to screw your whole life up, <laughs> girl. Like, what do you think you're doing? Is kind of how he said it. And, yeah, but it, thankfully I had my guard up, you know. I was expecting nobody to understand. And I was so, I was so passionate and so into it that I just, I just kind of turned it all off. Like, I was... I didn't, I didn't listen to any of it. I just, yeah. I was like, you know, this is what I'm doing. It's just what's happening. I'm 18. I can do this. So I'm going to do it. I have a way, uh, you know, I have people in my life to like be supportive and that like are going to help me and I'm going to go with on this journey. And I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> what did I say to him? I don't know what I said. I probably said, I don't know. I'll figure it out or like I'll keep playing music or I don't know. I'll figure it out as I go. <laughs> and of course, to him, that was like the most dis- dissatisfying response. He's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, yep, I left school. And I was so glad. It was such a good decision for me. I, um, I was just at that point in my life where everything I was, well, what I was doing was just so consuming. It was so consuming and it was so crushing. Like I felt, I felt like my soul was being like slowly put in like a grinder or like a compressor, compactor. And I knew that the longer I spent in this pathway, you know, the pathway that had been laid out before me that my parents expected me to go through and uh, you know everybody just kind of expected of me you know you find a career you go to school you do your homework and then you get a job and I just couldn't take it it felt so wrong <laughs> like uh, I remember seeing a banner on the business section of the, of the school and it was about I think it was a somebody was like buying business ideas like they were trying to they were buying ideas from people and I remember thinking about it and like I think that was one probably one of my earliest like rousings of my entrepreneurial spirit like that I felt like inspired by that and I was like oh I could have business ideas like what's this business (laughs) 
you know, and um, I had family at the time who had been in business school and had had some good conversations about um, like the more <laughs> kind of meta aspects of the business and especially in particular, like the bigger, like the more ethereal and the more um, kind of cosmic grander scale, like you really see that it it's just it's a part of the repeating pattern, just like everything else in the universe. And um, and so it was really insightful and uh, kind of an awakening. Um, yeah, so I had this crazy moment um, in my experience where it was actually in my film class. So I had to, my first semester, I had taken all classes that I thought would be just necessary for my major. And I was so miserable and so unhappy. And um, yeah, I just couldn't do it. I had my band that I was doing part time and it was becoming we were becoming more and more successful. And I just realized like I needed to give myself a break. Like I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I ended up taking a bunch of like uh, elective classes. And one of them ended up being this uh, film class. And so it was awesome. I'd just go and watch movies. And then at the end of them, we would all talk about it. And one of the movies, it caught me so off guard. It really it tore me up. <laughs> we were talking about putting your soul or your your heart in a like a trash compactor or like a a grinder. <laughs> this totally destroyed me in a good way. It broke me down. And uh, yeah, and I guess after that, you see what's left. But it was a movie called Koya Nikwatsi, and it was, um, it's a, the Hopi term for uh, life in turmoil, or life in chaos. And I, excuse me if I wasn't perfectly said, I'm not exactly sure, I don't quite remember the pronunciation, but, um, but it's this really profound movie about, um, the Hopi prophecies, and there was no words spoken throughout the entire film, and it started out with um, these rolling landscapes, these time lapses that were just so beautiful. It was just the environment, it was tranquility, it was the clouds rolling over the mountains, and just like everything so gorgeous about nature, and I felt like, oh, I felt so good like watching that I remember sitting in the theater and we, it was this gigantic it was such a huge screen or projector and I was just overcome you know with like the music and like the beauty and like oh, this like deep deep feeling of like nature is so beautiful like this is such a gorgeous world just like ah, oh, I love this place I love this world like there's so much beautiful land and I think it was at the time too where I hadn't explored very much and I hadn't seen like a lot of different landscapes I was just a like flatland I grew up in the midwest you know and um yeah so it was just so gorgeous and beautiful and it was it's this horrifying transition in this movie where you're just like you're just like the stream of like beauty and just like oh and then all of a sudden they start to have the the miners like the mining sites and show you like it being dug out and it's just this like ugly, ugly pit <laughs> that's being dug into this beautiful landscape. And then like the 
the telephone poles just like rows and rows and rows of telephone poles at this point you're just like no no stop but it keeps going then it's like it's roads you know just like miles and miles and miles of of pavement and then it goes into the city and just like the same time lapse but it's like it's nauseating because it's so quick it's like people are moving and moving and moving but it's like and then it goes into factories and it's just like uh, like assembly lines after assembly lines and it's just this like overwhelming sensation of activity and chaos and it's just like oh no happiness and no like no rhythm it's just like it's madness it was total madness and then yeah so you're just like slammed with this other side and like you get this like full frontal of feeling like just like and I was just like overwhelmed I was so disoriented and I was so I was so into it that with that transition I don't know it just killed me it just Yeah, it took me someplace else, and um, I just remember, like, I was just, like, begging, like, in my heart, I was just like, no, please, take me back to the landscapes, like, take me back to the clouds, I just want to see that beautiful scenery, and, you know, this was my class, so I couldn't turn it off, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't look away, like, and the last part of this, it felt like most of it, like, the, the... the factory part and the city part just went on forever until like I was just in the state of like I, f- I felt the turmoil you know like it was so painful I was just like no this is so wrong like oh my god and then at the end you know it uh it has some text and like talks about the Hopi prophecy and about you know the world like in turmoil and um and you can definitely see that like that was exactly the feeling I got like this sort of endless crusade this like assembly line it's just like go 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 it's just like oh no this is so wrong (laughs) I can't stand this you know and I remember I think I was the only person who stood up and talked that day and I was so like full of rage (laughs) like I was so worked up and I stood up and I don't remember what I said but I was just like ah like I just wanted to go back or like talking about like the chaos and just like how it's like oh like it blew my mind but it was also like so frustrating like it was so like painful and difficult to watch and like how I just wanted to go back to the landscapes and um I don't know everybody people seemed surprised I remember my teacher was like oh like it's very enthusiastic response and um I left that class like I remember just like I was just like transported and I walked out with just this I don't know the turmoil was just fresh in my heart but I felt this like strange like confusion and like I was just like something's wrong like something was like so like I needed to find something I needed to like I was like I need to go back I need to like find a way back you know to earth to the to the beautiful landscapes and I guess maybe in a way like why it was so intense at the time was because it, it paralleled my life you know I just wanted to go back to like that like sensible tranquility like the feeling of going with the flow and having rhythm and like being in tune with nature and with your life with yourself and it's but I wasn't I wasn't a part of that anymore like I had been kind of shuffled into this assembly line and it was so excruciating 
you know, the idea that my life was just being carved carved away by the system that like I, I wasn't really happy with. You know, like I I didn't I didn't feel right in it. Like it didn't feel like a part of my nature and um and that was so painful for me. You know. I didn't like how my future looked from that vantage point. And so I I started to go on a at that moment like that was that was the point of no return right there like it hit me so deep and got me on such like an emotional level and then I I remember I went right to the library to look up um Hopi the Hopi Indian the tribe and Yeah, I was amazed. It was the first I'd heard of that. Like, I didn't know much about Native American culture. Um, I didn't... I was raised with a very, like, kind of scientific and uh, perhaps a result of the Puritan approach. You know, just very... kind of all one way. One second. saying hello (laughs) yeah so I was introduced to a new world I read the Hopi a book about the Hopi prophecies and um, found I think one of the big turning points was finding information about shamans which I didn't really have any concept for previously like maybe some fascination but something that really stuck with me was that talking about how the shaman would be initiated by spirits by um, being torn apart pretty much or struck by lightning like this concept of being destroyed before you're reborn with this like newer new perspective this higher perspective and these new abilities to interact with the world in the multiple realms and um and so I think how that ties back in is that you know when you're going through your journey like there's some tough times and if you're here listening to this I'm I'm willing to bet that you have experienced some excruciating low points that part of what's bringing you here to where you are now is a is necessity you know like that where you get to that point of no return where you have so much pain that you just know that something has to change Sorry, I my cat. He's very hungry. <laughs> yeah, and um, when you reach that point, that's when you're really willing to change, finally. Like, uh, if I wasn't in so much pain at that moment you know and watching that movie like I don't know if I would have had the emotional if I would have had the courage 
and the motivation to follow through with all of that, you know, like that, that event, um, I attribute with being like the single turning point and motivator of my, of where I am now, you know, it completely changed my life, I completely changed my life, because I wanted it so bad, you know, I just, I couldn't stand it anymore, I felt my pain, I felt my chaos, and I was, I was just like, no, this isn't any way to live, I can't do this, I have to find my own way, and for me, that was quitting school, and then against what everybody or what other, you know, family might have thought, like, continuing with it, continuing with my music, and going to a new place, I, I left with my band and my friends, and ended up relocating, and, you know, and it was, a, that's, a, it was a whole journey of itself, and it took me a long time to get here, but God, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so thankful that I took it, you know, and that's the, I'm guessing that's the journey that you're on, you know, something has brought you to a turning point where you're saying that, like, this is not working for me anymore, I need something different, I need a new life, and then in this phase, you know, the pivotal moment for myself too is that you need you need a better future you know you need something that you're working towards and that you're looking forward to and that can sustain you so that you don't have to have those worries like what do you think you're going to do so you actually know what you're going to do and you don't have to be afraid of that question you know you can (laughs) it could be a good thing And so that's what I hope to help to continue to talk on. And I'm, I'm figuring out for myself what's working in this, uh, in this podcast and with how I want to help others. And I'm, I feel like I'm getting closer. And so if you want to help me out and let me know if this has helped you or how I could help you or what ways this has resonated... That would I could sure help me on my journey <laughs> to figuring out what what's the best way to approach this or to continue to cultivate this. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Again, my name's Belle, and the I'm still figuring out the name of this podcast, but hopefully you'll stick with me, and uh, soon I'll have a a freebie to release that can help you get more clarity and understand the emotional blocks, what's stopping you from really moving forward into this dream. So yeah, bookmark my, my podcast or add me to your favorites and you know check back in later. Thanks a bunch. Bye-bye. You must know I love you, but I have to go now, cause all of the years are just going to roll right on through me, and I dream of great things, my entire life is leading up to the days when I create something beautiful Mm, yes I am scared 
And I don't want to leave you, no, I don't want to go. But let's try not to hold too tight. You might press it down if you put up a fight against our passions and crazy aspirations. Oh, I can't live a life that flows against my nature. Oh, I can't live a life that flows against my nature.